You're listening to the Ministry Grow Show, brought to you by Reliant Creative, the creative agency for gospel-centered ministries. Find out more at ReliantCreative.org. Welcome to the Ministry Grow Show, a podcast dedicated to helping churches and ministries grow and make more effective impacts for the kingdom of God in an ever-changing digital world. Whether you're building and growing a gospel-centered ministry or leading a church, if you want insight into the strategies, struggles, challenges, and successes of other ministry leaders, you've come to the right place. Welcome back to the Ministry Growth Show. If you're just joining us, we've taken a break from our regularly scheduled interview-based content, and we've been going through a series where we've been sharing our thoughts on all things brand. The last three episodes were a series within a series where we explored all things related to story and storytelling. Today, we're going to be talking about documentary storytelling and the pre-production process. To start things off today, I'm going to start with a quote by Seth Godin. He says, Marketing is no longer about the stuff that you make, but about the stories that you tell. I love this quote. For ministries, this quote might read, Marketing is no longer about your services or statistics, but about the stories that you tell. God is at work in your ministry, transforming lives. The opportunities to tell a beneficiary's story, one that will engage with audiences, are endless. Those are the stories that will engage with audiences and garner emotional engagement and response around your brand and ministry. We've talked at length in previous episodes about the need to tell these stories more often, about the state of the of story poverty that the church finds herself in right now. And you need to tell these beneficiary stories rather than the traditional ministry marketing videos or about us videos that talk about your ministry's history, your ministry's strategies, or the statistics around your ministry's cause. Give testimony to what God is doing through your organization. It will bring Him glory and your ministry support. Now, documentary film production can be broken down into three phases or stages, pre-production, production, and post-production. In today's episode, we're going to cover pre-production. In the upcoming episodes, we'll explore production and post-production separately. If you want a story to engage with and relate to your audience, it's important to follow all of these stages. Skip one of these stages and you'll be hard-pressed to come away with a successful film. This is actually one of the biggest mistakes we see with most films or video stories told within the ministry space. Ministries will often skip out on the pre-production process, but without it, You'll go into your film without any direction, and it will be difficult to stay on track throughout the life of the project. We'll walk through every stage and share the importance of each stage as we go. Now, before we get started on pre-production, I want to quickly walk through a few of the documentary story styles that you might want to use for your storytelling. There are a lot more documentary styles out there than the ones we'll cover today, but these are the styles that will be most relevant in the ministry space. My goal for today is to simply or to simplify the process as much as possible that so you can actually start doing video production on your own. So keep that in mind as we work through this episode. It's also important to note that the content found in this episode can also be found in our documentary storytelling courses, and those are accompanied by a list of downloadable resources that you can use to learn and grow your skills. What we'll talk about in this episode and in the courses I just referenced is by no means exhaustive, but rather an attempt to simplify 
so that you can use what you've learned to start actually making content. This content is a starting point, but it should be enough to get you moving in the right direction. Remember, the goal is to testify and share more stories more often. All right, documentary styles. The first is the docudrama. Now, to preface this style, this would probably be the most difficult and expensive style to use in the ministry space. Docudramas use scenes that are acted out to help tell the story. Think about any of the History Channel documentaries where a lot of the scenes are acted out. Docudramas use interviews and talking heads and B-roll like a traditional documentary, but they also add dramatized scenes to depict what's being said in the interview. World Vision will be releasing a docudrama soon that I think is going to change film in the ministry space. The film is incredibly powerful and uses scenes that are acted out in conjunction with interviews and B-roll. Now, in most cases, I'm not going to recommend national partners and missionaries who are still learning video take this documentary style approach. It can be very time intensive and and an expensive process requiring significant planning and logistics. There are a lot of challenges that come with this style of documentary, and this shouldn't be the style of documentary you're pursuing in almost all cases. Even when we travel and tell stories at high production values, we are always very hesitant to tell stories with this style. There are often too many moving parts to tell this style of documentary in the short window of time we usually have when we travel. Don't get me wrong, the results can be incredible. But be warned that this style comes with the most challenges. The second style is the talking head documentary. The talking head style name or gets its name from the fact that you've got a talking head or interview that drives the story. B-roll is often used to break things up a bit so that the viewer isn't just staring at someone talking on a screen for the whole film. If you're taking a docu- if you're taking on documentary storytelling for the first time, Focusing on beneficiaries' testimonies is going to be the style we recommend in most cases. This style will get you in the habit of producing content and sharing stories with the fewest moving parts. It's definitely the style we'll recommend as you get started. And then the last style I want to highlight or point out is an expository documentary. This is where you've got a voiceover narration that addresses an issue. Since there isn't an interview, this style is filled with B-roll. In fact, B-roll often fills the entire film and drives all of the visual elements of the film. Although, dramatized scenes can be used as well if you want to push the creative envelope. Now, these styles are not hard and fast rules. We've mixed talking head and voiceover narration in films in the past. Feel free to play with the different styles to creatively get your message and story across to your audience. But generally speaking, these definitions serve as a good guide for the options available as you begin thinking about what stories you want to tell. And the best are oftentimes the most cost-effective ways of telling those stories. Now that we've got that out of the way, we can walk through the pre-production process. Every video project we do at Reliant, and really every successful documentary, starts with pre-production. Pre-production is the process by which we plan out the entire project. Pre-production is everything that happens up to the point where content is actually being created. 
For us, pre-production takes place long before we ever step foot in any given country to make a film. And we would argue that pre-production is the single most important step. And like I said, oftentimes within the ministry space, the most overlooked step. If you want to tell an effective story, pre-production is crucial. For the purpose of today's episode, I'm going to assume we are all telling character-driven beneficiary stories. So as we walk through today's episode, just keep that in mind. There are other stories you can tell, and everything we talk about in this episode will be relevant to those stories, but beneficiary stories are arguably the most powerful and the area we like to focus when we work with ministries. So I'll be focusing on this course or this episode on a beneficiary story as we work through the material. The first step in the pre-production process is planning, and it's broken down into a list of necessary items. First, we want to find and define the story and the character or characters. Who is the beneficiary and what is their story? Any background information on the character that needs to be found is done during this point in the process. Now, we won't be able to collect everything or uncover everything, but we want to find as much as possible at this stage. More will be revealed once we meet the beneficiary, and even more will be revealed once they're interviewed. But we want to gather as much as possible in this early stage. For those of you national partners or missionaries who are already living in country, you'll likely have access to the beneficiary whose story is being told, so you can ask the necessary questions to get the full story from the beginning. Once the story and character is defined, we are planning locations and scenes based on what we know about the story. If you're telling a child's story, you might want to plan for a visit to the childhood home or the village where they grew up in. If they talk about the things they remember doing as a kid, plan to film those activities. We want to paint a picture for the viewer, and the better picture we can paint, the more successfully we'll be able to relate stories across cultural lines. Next, we want to find the plot. Just like the outline of an essay, a plot and storyline need to be decided on, and an end goal or thesis needs to be determined as we work through this process. You can find some common storylines or plots in some of our storytelling courses or in a resource we've got on our website. But storylines of rescue and overcoming can be easily found within a ministry space. Furthermore, what is the moral of the story? What message are you trying to portray? What's the theme of the story? Once we've got the plot, you need to determine the theme. These are questions we want to ask and plan for during this process. Again, this may change once we get into the interview, depending on how the character or the beneficiary answers our questions but we want to have a good idea going into the interview and make our best guesstimations in the planning process. Now that we've got these elements of the story, it's time to determine who the audience is for this film. Even if the video may end up being seen by a wide range of people, there needs to be a specific target audience in mind. The more you can narrow down your focus for your audience, the better. This might not end up having any impact on the actual story itself, but it will definitely have effect or will definitely affect the call to action and drive the purpose of the film. Now, please don't hear me say that we should be trying to find different stories for different audiences. If you remember back to some of our previous episodes, the hero's journey is a story all humans relate to because it's the story of all of our lives. 
a story of transformation coming from a beneficiary who lives in Sudan is going to relate to a Western audience because we all share similar stories of transformation. That's why we encourage ministries to find and tell the beneficiary's stories. Those are the stories that will engage and connect with audiences rather than talking about your ministry tactics on video and calling it a story. The point is to understand your audience and more specifically understand where their attention is. We need to know where their, that attention, that audience's attention is in order to share our stories in the right places. Where will this story end up or land or be placed so that it will be seen by our intended audience? Who are we trying to reach with this story is more about where that audience's attention is. I've stated multiple times throughout the course of these branding and storytelling episodes, we are not trying to be all things to all people. Simon Sinek talks about the silliness of market research. He said, I wouldn't go to my best friend and say, how can I change so that you'll like me more? Henry Ford might have said it the best way when he said, if I had asked people what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. I believe market research has a place. But the point of market research is not to determine how our brands can change or tell stories so that our audiences like us more. The point is simply to determine where our perceived audience's attention is focused. The question you want to ask is, where and how does our, my audience interact with and consume content? All right, let's look back at the original question. Who is my audience for this film? The question should really be, where does my audience focus their attention? And then we'll tell the story in that place under that context. We're not pandering in our storytelling to an audience. The goal is to say, this is who we are. This is our story. This is what God has done. And those who believe the same things will come alongside our brands. Your stories carry your beliefs to the world. They are the catalyst that brings your beliefs to the world so that you can attract an audience that shares the same beliefs. But the context in which we share them should be determined by where the audience's attention is focused. Your story shown on an Instagram story should look different than that same story shared on Facebook or at a live gala event. Facebook and Instagram have, have their own context. TikTok, TikTok has a completely different context. Video consumed on YouTube is consumed differently than it is on TikTok. The next question you want to ask is, what action do I want the viewer to take after viewing this video? Most of the time, this will be pretty straightforward. Pray, volunteer, and give. These are all the calls to action we are familiar with, so I won't go into detail. But the question to, to that answer needs to be determined within the pre-production process. What is your call to action? Now, I want to say something about the calls to action. What would it look like to storytell without a call to action every single time? In a day and age where everyone is asking for funds for something, where you can go run where you can run a GoFundMe campaign for your cat's medical bills, people are getting a little fatigued with always being asked for money. I've said this before, and you'll continu continue to hear me repeat it. There is intrinsic value in sharing the story of a transformed life. It brings glory to God and provides value to a potential donor when they are emotionally engaged with the story of God's redemptive work. What if we told these stories of transformation on a more regular basis 
without asking for funds every single time. If we can get national partners and missionaries telling stories for for ministry headquarters more regularly without a financial ask tied to the story, when you do ask for funds, your donor will appreciate the value that you've provided in those stories that you've told and didn't have an ask tied to it. So back to my last question, what action do I want the viewer to take? The question should really be, what value can I provide to my donor? And the last step in the planning process, and this is tied to what we just talked about, but we need to determine the format of your story. How long should the video be? What's the viewing attention span of my audience? If the video is presented at a live venue, the the attention span will be much longer than if it's seen as a Facebook ad. Likewise, if the target audience is existing donors, then their attention span will be much more lengthy than a viewer who has no familiarity with your brand. Someone unfamiliar with your brand might need shorter content that grabs attention faster than a piece of long-form content that might fit better being shared with an audience who already follows you. What should the aspect ratio be? Most video is 16 by 19, but 9 by 16 or a vertical video is more appropriate in some instances like TikTok or Reels on many of the most popular platforms. Will the story be viewed as an Instagram story or as a Facebook video, as a Twitter post? Based on this, what should be the aspect ratio? If an Instagram story, then a vertical or portrait video will be best. If it's a Facebook ad, then horizontal will be best. If unsure, always default to a horizontal aspect ratio for video. The format of your video is almost always determined by where it will be posted. Again, we're going back to where the audience's attention is. That will determine where the content lands and therefore the format that we use. These are the types of questions we want to ask as we work through the pre-production stage. The questions aren't complicated, and you can probably ask and answer them within a couple of minutes in most instances, but they need to be asked, and there should be an answer to all of these before you move into the production process or phase. The next step in the pre-production process is script writing, and like planning before it, we've got a list of items that are required in this stage. We know who our our character is from the planning step, and we've probably got a pretty good idea of the story at this point, especially if you're on the ground working with this individual. The script writing stage is where we want to start putting our character's stories down on paper and developing a rough structure. Here's where the hero's journey is going to come into play. If you'll remember back to our storytelling episodes, I said that the reason we like to encourage ministries to follow a structure is because it allows them to plug and play and create content with greater regularity. If you have a structure that you can plug your stories into or filter your stories through, you'll be able to push content out with greater regularity. And since the hero's journey is a story arc that all humans live through and engage with across cultures, it's the perfect structure to follow because you can be guaranteed it'll emotionally engage an audience. So, as we are script writing, what are the pieces that we'll need from our character or our beneficiary's story? As a side note, we will tackle script writing in greater detail in an episode completely dedicated to script writing. We also walk through this structure in pretty good detail uh, in a few of our previous episodes. It's all rooted in the hero's journey, 
but we are following Dan Harmon's story circle version as it's a bit more simple to apply in the documentary setting where we don't have the time frame or feature length film um, length to tell a super in-depth story. So if you remember from our last storytelling episode, we need to establish a character. We should already have that character from our planning process. That character has a desire or a want or something that they need to accomplish. In the ministry setting, that could be a desire to get out of the situation that they live in. And in step three in, in the process is called, the, is called go. And this is where the character decides to start on a journey in order to pursue the thing that they need. Step four is called search, where the character is looking for the thing that they needed or wanted back in step two. This step in the journey will be where they run into different challenges and struggles. Moving on in the process, we, were, we arrive at find. This is where the character literally gets what they are looking for. Joseph Campbell called this meeting with the goddess, but simply put, the character finds what they are looking for. We now move on to the most difficult part of the story. The character gets what they are looking for, but they pay a price for it. This usually takes place after the climax of the story, but it's the hardest part of the story for the character, and it's usually the lowest point of the story for a character. Moving on from take, we arrive at return. The character is back where they started, and they pass back into the ordinary world, and finally, we arrive at change. The character arrives back in their ordinary world, having changed, and they can now apply what they've learned in the special world to their ordinary world. Again, I went into more detail in previous episodes about how this is relevant within the ministry setting, but in a future episode, I'll dive into the greater detail and dedicate an entire episode on script writing. I'll walk through this structure in more, in more detail, showing an example of how we can fit a beneficiary story into this structure. And then I'll show you how you can ask the right questions in your interviews to pull the necessary answers out of the beneficiaries so that your stories can fit into this structure. Now, as I've walked through this, remember that we are still in the pre-production phase. This first stage of the script is going to be a rough cut. It doesn't have all the details, as many of those will come out of the interview process. But we can build a general outline at this stage with the story and how it fits this structure. The last step in the pre-production process is interview prep. There are three primary things we need to focus on in this stage of the process. First, what questions are we going to ask? Second, what locations will we use for your interviews? And third, what gear will we need for the interviews? First, the questions will be the single most important piece to your interview. They will serve as the guide for the conversation, and they will help you pull the answers you need from your beneficiary in order to get the right information to fill the hero's journey story structure. We're not going into detail on the necessary questions in this episode, but we do have a few helpful PDF resources on our website that go into detail on the questions you should ask. There are different resources for the different types of stories and different lengths of stories that you might tell, so be sure to check those free resources out. These resources will help you ask the right questions in order to get the desired answers. Here's what I will say in regards to the questions. If you don't know the character very well, or if you've never met them before, try to spend some time getting to know them a little bit before the camera starts rolling. 
These kinds of questions can be difficult to answer with a camera in your face for many people for the very first time. Furthermore, more often than not, beneficiaries are sharing stories that come with a lot of pain and sometimes trauma. You absolutely should get permission so we're not exploiting stories for our ministry's benefit. That goes without saying, but it also will help to spend some time getting to your beneficiary comfortable with the interview process. The second thing we want to focus on in this stage is finding our interview location. If you're in the pre-production stage while back home in the States, this will obviously be difficult. This stage might just be putting together a list of ideal locations to look for once you get in country. But if you're a national partner or missionary already in country, you should be able to plan out locations at this stage of the process. We want to look for locations that offer depth, good light, and often leading lines that point to or surround the subject in the frame of the camera. We've got a couple photography courses on our site, and we'll have an upcoming podcast episode that'll go into detail in depth uh, on depth and leading lines, but these elements will make for a more engaging interview. Don't just put your subject up against a wall or cram them in a corner. We want to create depth. We want to lead the viewer's eyes towards the subject. We want to light our subject in a pleasing and dignified way. You'll also want to try and find a place that is relatively quiet. And if you're going to conduct the interview in a room, make sure the room doesn't come with an echo. That can wreak havoc on the editing team. Lastly, we want to spend some time thinking about the gear we'll need to execute this interview well. If we have access to multiple cameras, do we use them all? What kind of audio equipment will we need to pull this interview off? Now, you may be limited in your gear, so don't get, let that be an excuse not to shoot. Use what you can, and you can slowly work towards building up your gear list. We've put together a page on our website that can guide and help in the gear acquisition process. If you need help at all figuring out what gear you need or walking through the, what to purchase, please don't hesitate to ask, and we can help guide in that process. And that wraps up the pre-production process. We've got a great free resource on our website that highlights all the different stages of the production process, so be sure to check that out. You can find all of our resources at reliantcreative.org backslash downloadable resources. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ministry Grow Show. If you enjoyed it, we'd appreciate it if you rate and or review us on the iTunes store. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you have a story to share with other ministry directors and pastors, or know someone who would be an incredible guest on the Ministry Grow Show, let us know. We love connecting with ministry executives and sharing their wisdom and insight with our audience. Just send us an email at info at reliantcreative.org. And lastly, if you need help telling your ministry story, we would love to share how we can help in that process check out Reliant Creative at ReliantCreative.org. See you next time.